And welcome to Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast, highlighting the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. I'm Son Edom, alongside somebody who has decided that she is going to finally step up her game <laughs> and contribute. Finally. Finally. No. Um, no, what, what uh, Tara Hoke Shiro is hey my co-host. Sometimes I forget that. I get, I get lost in the uh, trying to come up with who you are. I, I forget know, right? who you are. I know, right. And so uh, Tara Hoke Shiro. And so um, what we're going to be talking about today is something that uh, is a little close to home. And it kind of gave me some perspective on life and gave me a little bit more of an urgency to, I think, focus on the now more than the future. And what I mean by that is this. So I was uh, at home a couple days ago, just minding my business, doing my thing, probably working on the podcast and some other projects that I'm working on. And I get a phone call and the phone call is my mom. So naturally I answer it because if I don't, how rude <laughs> she's my mom. And so she tells me that my sister was involved in a car crash and apparently she was driving down the street and another car was coming at an excessive rate of speed and T-boned her, mm. okay, wow. and sent the car tumbling, flipped wow. it, and when the first responders arrived on the scene, they didn't really think anybody was going to survive that. Wow. They had to pull her out of the sunroof because they couldn't get any of the doors open, mm -hmm. and she walked away, Wow, you know, bruised and sore, but no broken bones, uh, nothing serious. The car's a total loss, and um, waiting to hear back, you know, more information, but she's okay. I talked with her a little bit this morning. Um, and she's fine, mm -hmm. and she's going to be okay. And it got me thinking, you know, every time something like that happens, and again, most of the time when it comes to certain things, if it doesn't really affect us personally, mm -hmm. we don't really care. Right. You know, we, we care, but we don't, if that makes sense. You know, it's not a priority, I We're should say. We're not personally invested in the emotions of it. Yes. And so on, on the heels of that, so right before that, I should say, uh, not on the heels of it, the accent came on the heels of we, me watching this movie. It was called Courageous. I don't know if you've seen it. Mm -hmm. It's with the Kendrick brothers. Are you familiar with them? Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's one of their first movies they did, I think. And it's about a police officer and what he goes through. Anyways, he has a family. And in one of the scenes, he's driving in the car with his daughter. And they make a stop. And somebody gets out and goes into the store. And it's him and his daughter in the car. And a song comes on the radio, and the daughter is like, Dad, that's my song. She gets out of the car, and she starts dancing. Mm. And she says, Dad, come dance with me. And the dad doesn't want to. Uh, and so he says to the daughter, why don't you show me how to dance? Mm. So she starts describing, you put your arm around me here, and then I put my arm like this, and then we hold hands, and we sway. And so mm. she's dancing her side of the dance as the dad's watching. Well, as the show goes on, the daughter ends up dying in a car mm. crash. And the father doesn't get to dance mm -hmm. with the daughter. And now he regrets that he didn't take that moment, that opportunity mm -hmm. to dance with his daughter. And so then later on he goes through and it's a faith based movie. So he goes through these trials and this, you know, trying to overcome the loss of his daughter. Mm -hmm. And then he actually goes to that park later in the um, movie and does his part of the dance. Mm. Wow. Okay. And so when these things come together, it kind of just makes you think for a minute, what is it that we're focusing on? Are we focusing on things of the future that we may not even get to? Are we missing out on the little things in the here and now? And what are we going to do with that? You know, are we going to be the, the, the people that take the opportunity to dance, even though it might be a little awkward for us, mm -hmm. even though it might be a little embarrassing? Um, you know, I often think of people that do karaoke. I always tell people, hey, let's go sing a song. I'm like, no, I'm too embarrassed. And uh, it's a simple analogy, but it's like, what if something were to happen? Would you regret going up and singing, you know? 
taking a moment to sing. So whatever your whatever it is, it could be dancing, singing, whatever the case may be. Are you are you missing out on an opportunity that may never come again because mm-hmm. we're embarrassed, we don't want to, we feel people are going to watch, and it might be somebody family related, it might be you know coworker related, it might be friend related. You know, we just don't know. And I remember during the Fourth of July, a lot of people were uh, you know not necessarily complaining, but you know they wanted to have a Fourth of July celebration, and because of the pandemic we couldn't a lot of fireworks were shut down unless you were in la then the whole place was on fire with fireworks had we the had biggest show ever anyway yes it was the biggest show ever in the entire world so i think they're going to rethink that next time yeah. no more canceling fourth of july fireworks but um but people were like hey you can always have next year next year yeah but but next year isn't guaranteed yeah tomorrow isn't guaranteed and so what are we doing now? And so for me, in my perspective, and it's always kind of been a, a live in the now type of moment uh, mentality, but it's like, what if some of those things that we plan for, especially when it comes to our personal lives, doesn't come through? Are we going to regret that? Mm-hmm. Are we going to regret spending time with our family? Are we going to regret not spending time with our family? Are we going to regret not making that phone call? Um, another story real quick and then I'll let you respond. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine, I've talked about him before, Chris, he died in a car crash back in high school and he was in a band with another friend and they wanted to perform at a place in Long Beach and it's, uh, and um, this other friend, his parents, a little bit more conservative, was really against it, didn't want him to do it and it was kind of like one of those like, oh my God, I can't believe they said yes type of thing because mm-hmm. the dad finally relented and said, yeah, I think you guys can go play. Mm-hmm. And that was a week before Chris died. Mm-hmm. And so the band that had been working together to try to get some sort of like legitimate gig, not backyard parties, not backyard barbecues, but some legitimate gig, mm-hmm. finally got their legitimate gig. They went, they played at this club in Long Beach. Uh, I was able to go see it. And then the next week or so, he was uh, Chris had died. And so that was a moment where the band was able to have and i remember talking to the dad later on that said yeah you guys can go play um that he was kind of glad that he made that decision and again he wasn't sure why he was making that decision he just felt that it was a good decision that you know he was being a little too strict i mean the kids were you know practically 17 18 years old and he allowed them to have that moment if he would not have what would that have been like Mm -hmm. so do we miss out on these moments because we think we're embarrassed. We don't want to. This is not the place. What might people think? But then we miss out on those opportunities and we never get the chance again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to make that decision. It's hard to know because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. And so we're, we can say we should live in the moment. We should, uh, here I'm shooting on ourselves. Um, we should, uh, embrace, you know, what we have. Right. But then we have to have some boundaries and, and plan for a future. Um, you know, we can ask ourselves, you know, tomorrow is not guaranteed. So what can I do, you know, right now? I don't want to leave in an argument. I think about that a lot. Like, oh, if we leave in an argument or if we don't, you know, leave on good terms or whatever, then, um, you know, it might be the last time that you're going to see that person. Right. So, it's so we kind of we need to do both and I think it's hard to make that that determination you know because sometimes there are things that need to be dealt with in the moment that are not pretty or that maybe you're you know things need to be said to get them straightened out right to make the relationship better but then it's like well how you know how far do you take it because so I think I think the I think living with the perspective that 
more of a perspective, I should say, because I think we take for granted time. So if we live more with the perspective, like we're just not given time, we're not given tomorrow. We just don't know. Like today might be the day. I think we would probably make better decisions, treat people better, love better, play better. Because we do, we put it off like, eh, we'll go next year. We'll go, we'll do this next year. We'll, you know, especially now with COVID, like you can't, there's not a whole lot you can do. <laughs> Everything keeps open, close, open, close, open, right. close. So, you know, our livelihoods are not, everything's being canceled. Everything, you know, our future is pretty much being erased right now. Um, I'm kind of waiting for sports to be next, the final erasure, but we, you know, so how do we live in those moments to make sure that they're meaningful and we don't say things that we're going to regret and then we live for today and, um, you know, so that if something happens tomorrow, we're not going to be say, oh, shoot, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda. But yeah, it's, no, it's just one of those things that got me thinking though, because have there been opportunities and times, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I look at it two ways, you know, I've been fortunate enough to not have to have the experience of dealing with death too often. But I've also had the, uh, I won't say fortunate experience, but, you know, I've had the experience of dealing with it. And so you kind of learn to appreciate, you know, both sides of it. You know, so if I haven't gone through this experience with Chris, then I wouldn't have made the most of the opportunities that I've had in the past. Um, because oftentimes we do want to push things away. We do want to, you know, Oh, I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that. You know, another thing that I thought of too was I never did years and years and years ago when my grandfather was around as I wanted to talk about podcasting. Uh, this was like in the, before there was such a thing. I wanted to do an interview with him because of the history, the family history, the rich history that we have. And I wanted to get it on tape and I've never been able to do that mm. because I just kind of kept pushing it off, you know, and, right. and of course the technology at the time and things like that, it wasn't available. So it wasn't easy back then, you know, to just go down to some place and get recording equipment, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, barely radio shack was around <laughs> and, you know, that was uh, a big to do to get all that equipment to be mm-hmm. put into a place like a house to be able to record stuff, you know? So obviously with technology today, things, are a lot easier, such as what we're doing today. <laughs> right, right. Um, but, but again, you know, it makes you wonder with life, you know, we, we'd like to take life for granted. You know, we like to sit there, we like to argue about things. We like to, you know, throw our hat in the ring when it comes to comments and conversations. And we'd like to big picture everything, you know, like you said, when it comes to, oh, we need to have this and we need to do it right now. You know, mm-hmm. the country is in a big uh, state of, of turmoil and everybody has the answer and everybody has the right answer and there's only one way to do everything and it has to be your way because your way is the right way. But yet what we lose out on is the individuality of the different people that are being affected or maybe not being affected by certain things. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we can get into an argument on Facebook or social media about something. And yet do we lose sight of the fact that the person on the other end is a person, you know, whether or not we know them might be a different story, but it's a person and some of the things that they might be going through and the experiences they might be going through. And it might be an area where we have to then halt, you know, stand back a minute and be like, wait a minute, is this really an opportunity for me to just kind of ease up? Mm-hmm. Let it be because how would it be if, you know, down the road, you know, I've, I've had many people put it this way. Many people tell me uh, that they hope I get COVID because of ah. some comments I've made. Uh, may happen, but I'm sorry, I'm not going anywhere. Um, and if I do, hey, I'm going to heaven, so no big deal. Um, but so they wish that, you know, upon you. And, and I sit and I think that's, that's pretty crude because I've never really done that to anybody. You know, I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. But do they really stop and think what they're talking about? So do we really stop? Do I really stop to think what I am talking about and the things I'm saying and the word choice that I'm using? 
And is it hurting people? You know, we've talked about leaving an impression upon people. And what's that impression going to be? Is it going to be a good one, a bad one? Is it mm-hmm. going to be one where they remember us for something that we contributed that was good? Or is it going to be something that we remember? Because when we die, that's the first thing that comes to mind is we remember people for who they were. Right. And for the interactions that we had, the relationship that we had with them and, you know, the legacy that they left or the legacy that we're going to leave, you know, when we die. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a big you know, when we think of legacy or, or leaving an impact on people, um, I think Maya Angelou is the one that said, people are not going to remember what you said, but they're going to remember how you made them feel. And we certainly make people feel awful or better, you know, with our words. Um, but the, I just lost my train of thought. I was going to say, um, it doesn't have to necessarily be a big thing. Like we think about, okay, I better take care of today because I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. And sometimes we get too lofty, you know, in that idea. It could just be just simple of taking care of business, right? My daughter's, um, I can't remember if I've told this story before or not, but my daughter's best friend died when um, she was 14. Well, they were both 14. It was right after their freshman year in high school. She was in a um, bad, you know, car accident and she passed away. And so it was in um, right near my daughter's, um, birthday, this, so I actually, it was three weeks, two or three weeks before my daughter's birthday is when, um, she passed away. So her mom, this girl's mom told us this, um, so, so, so the accident happened, the girl died. And then two, three weeks later, my daughter's birthday. So the mom, um, says to my daughter, um, Lindsay made this gift for you. She, she, and she tells her the story. She says a week before the car accident, um, or just a, even a couple of days, I guess it was on the weekend. She died on a Wednesday. And so I, this was on like a Saturday, Sunday. Um, she said, mom, I need to go to the fabric store, you know, to get some, I want to make a blanket, um, for Tiffany for her birthday. And I was like, Oh, it's not for three more weeks. You know, we don't need to do that right now. We've got all these other things going on. And she was relentless and she was just bugging her mom. No, it's got to be now. I have to do it now. We've got to go this weekend. I need to do it. And so finally she wore her mom down and she said, okay, fine, whatever. We'll just go. So she took her to the fabric store. Um, and then she made this blanket it's, you know, like two pieces of fabric. She cut the sides. She tied the sides together. You know, it's really cute. Um, spent, you know, many hours on it. And she had it all ready. So she finished it, like, on Sunday, this blanket. And on Wednesday, she died. So three weeks later, the mom is giving this blanket, you know, to my daughter and saying, you know, Lindsay made this for you. And I'm so glad that I listened to her. You know, because she was just adamant that she had to do it now. She's like, I just need to do it now. And she says, if I wouldn't have given in to her, then I wouldn't be giving you this gift, this final gift from her. So sometimes, you know, we just, it's so hard to go through the day thinking, okay, you know, what if this is my life? Because the chances are, I mean, we, we live until, you know, we could right. live until we're 100. So right. we could theoretically or 60 or 80 or whatever. So the chances are it's not, but, but someday it will be tomorrow. Someday that tomorrow is going to come. We just don't know when it is. It could be, you know, 20 years from now. It could be literally tomorrow or it could be, you know, so it's hard to live in that. It's that constant, like, 
you know, what if it's, and I, and I better do that, you know, that could become a burden too. You know, what if I, if it tomorrow's the day, then I have all the, no, I, I always go, I always stop and think about this. Like we're sitting in this room right now. It looks like a studio, but we're actually sitting in my room. So if behind that wall in that closet all the way across the top, there's picture boxes and boxes of pictures. This, this cabinet down here, there's three sections into this window seat boxes and boxes of pictures there's a container over there on the other side it's full pictures. <laughs> of pictures the furniture that you saw that right. is new in the room that it was not new but came from a different room we moved it in here full that cabinet is full of of memorabilia and stuff and so i'm always thinking like oh good god like if i were to have cancer i think one of the first things i would do would be to you know put the pictures together every year at fire season. I'm, I'm saying to myself, why do I not have these in albums? Because if we have to evacuate quickly, we're not going to be able to do it. Right. And yet I keep putting it off and they're all organized. They're all on boxes on the shelves and I know exactly what everything is, but they're not easily accessible, easily movable. And so even though we know Mm -hmm. tomorrow could be the day, I'm still putting it off. So it's just, you know, thank God, you know, Tiffany has the, the Lindsay blanket is what we call it. And that's one of the first things that we grab when we do have to evacuate for fire season. Um, and so, you know, that's an example that we did pay attention in or she did pay attention in the moment. But we just don't know which of those moments to pay attention to. And it, it could, you know, get exhausting. But I guess just being living a life where we're just really honed in on I need to take care of the people around me. I need to love properly. I need to be organized properly. I need to take care of myself properly. I need to pay attention to what I'm doing as a person. That probably, I'm guessing, would clear a lot. There's a guy I know that's here in the States. He's with his family now. They've come over. But he's been here a few years doing seminary. He's from Africa. And every day, he leaves the house fully prepared to not come home. Really? Yes. Because of his faith. And because it's contrary to the faith and beliefs of the people around him, mm. you know. And so he leaves the house, you know, says goodbye to the family and makes a point of it that if he were to die today, he would be or would have left on good terms and with a good, you know, no regrets type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so he has to do that. Mm-hmm. And the family is fully aware of the fact that when he leaves, he might not come home mm-hmm. because he's going out and doing ministry and he could get killed for it. Mm-hmm. And it's a reality that he lives with every single day. So he makes a point of it. And so there's that extreme. But then there's also the point of, okay, do you want to have your last words with somebody like you mentioned? Do you want it to be in anger? I mean, how many times, unfortunately, I haven't been in this situation, but, you know, because my parents are still here, um, which my mom's now your number one fan, apparently, on social media. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I noticed. She's, she's you got to share yeah. on your post. I'm like, oh, let me guess, my new fan. Yeah, your new fan. And, Thank you, by the way, Mrs. Yes, and so, <laughs> and so anyway, so, um, so they're still here. But, you know, how many times have I heard of somebody whose last words with their parent were in anger or the last time they met and saw each other, it mm-hmm. left, you know, on bad terms, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's something, you know, another thing that I do sometimes now too, is uh, when we get, have family gatherings, take pictures a lot more. You talk about pictures all around here, you know, take more pictures and, and video because you never know that might be the last gathering that somebody in that right. family, you know, in the family is going to be there because we right. just don't know. And so when you start to think about that, I know that's morbid and kind of like, Hey, why do you think so you know, negative or why is it so grim? 
but it's not, I think it's reality for me because I want to treasure those moments and I want to make sure that I make the most of those moments. Mm-hmm. But then I also want to, within reality and have good perspective, to be able to know that when either my time comes or somebody that I'm with, their time comes, that we made the most of it mm-hmm. or the best of it mm-hmm. or what we could do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, then like they said, there's no regrets. You can't take things with you. You can't take work with you. You can't take money with you. You know, and, you know I was uh, watching uh, other, other people's money with uh, Danny DeVito <laughs> and uh, it's kind of a funny movie, but it's an, it's an older movie yeah. and he talks about, and they're talking about the race to make the most money. And mm-hmm. then someone says, asks him the question, well, what happens in the end? He goes, well, the person with the most money, when you die, the person with the most money wins. Well, what do you win? You're dead. Right. You know, and, and your money is and gone. And the people that you know? are left yeah. can have all the money. Yeah. And so that's the point. It's like, what are you living your life for? Are you living your life for um, that, monetary things, things that we can't take with us? Are we going to have the legacy of being a Scrooge? Are we going to have the legacy of being the Schmeagle? Or are going to be the legacy of being someone that was like giving? You know, Mother Teresa, a lot of people would immediately think of her as a benevolent person because of the time that she gave. Mm-hmm. You know, Martin Luther King Jr., we think of somebody that was fought for civil rights in a, in a, in a way that was people still draw upon that. Mm-hmm. You know, we think of people that have, that have come before us and the things that they have done, not what they had. Mm-hmm. You know, Gandhi could be another person, you know, I don't know. You know, you think of someone as like a person who has a peaceful protester um, and trying to make change, you know, can throw anybody out there. And what did they do? What was the thing? Serial killers. You think of them and, uh, you know, and all the killing, you know, they're known for killing, you know, not very good to be remembered for, but that's what they're remembered for. So what is you going to what are you going to be remembered for? What's your legacy going to be? Is it going to be something that people are going to remember you for doing something that was good or is it going to be something else? And I guess that's up to each individual person to decide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's, we've talked before about vision and mission and purpose and values, you know, core values and um, what is it, you know, that we're living for and what is it that we're striving for. And that is all, you know, hugely important because it gives us a compass. It helps us develop our legacy, you know, how we treat people and what we want to be remembered for. Um, I always think of like funerals, it's always I'm fascinated actually by funerals and watching funerals because, you know, do they talk about work? Do they talk about relationships? Do they talk about, um, you know, the money that they made or the money that they gave, you know, away? Um, I think it's fascinating. And then of course, like, well, what would people say about me? You know, when I die and what are they going to say about him? And probably it's going to be like, okay, she never called. She was, (laughs) she, she was not good at the, you know, X, Y, and Z. So, of course, we start shaming ourselves. But um, when you die, yeah, what are you going to say about me? I'm going to bury this with you. You are. Yes, this is going with you because you love it so much. It's driving me crazy right now because the air conditioning is on. I can see a wave, but uh, this is going with you because this you love this so much. Or the, the curtain, logo? No, the curtain. The whole the curtain, thing. The, the whole, whole thing package, is coming. Is the whole coming. package? You're going to be wrapped in it like a mummy. Yes, because you love it so much. And it's not bothering the, the those of you that are watching on video. That truly is not bothering you, right? No. This, this the, the whole flowing, waviness the, of it. The waviness in the yeah. curtain. You know what? You know what it is. You have to. What is that saying? Happy wife, happy life. Well, guess, we, we're yeah. not we're not no, married, obviously. Happy co-host, but happy co-host that's not sitting here sweating, sweating to, death. Right. to death. It's better to yes. have the wavy curtain than it is to have me cranky and sweating. And although and the crank, cranky sweaty you sometimes brings out the good stuff. That's true. It's the motivation that is actually. Yeah. So true. if you're actually listening on an audio <laughs> platform, if you go to our YouTube channel. 
uh, at Two Steps Ahead podcast, and you'll see what we're talking about with the background. But um, and that's that's sometimes why, if you're listening on an audio platform, we make references to visuals because we do have a visual component to this. But no, but that's the thing. It's like what what is it? You know, we talked about recently values. You know, what's our values? You know, and I think that's uh, a part of it too. What are we valuing? You know, mm-hmm. you made a comment about how there was a a situation where a businessman didn't really care about ADA compliance because of money issues, mm-hmm. and so that was his value system. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we talk about character, and character is only valid in the opposite situation. So if we're in a situation, you know, how we respond to that situation could be what our character is. And so are people going to remember us for our values? Are they going to remember us for our character? Are uh, they going to remember us for the things that we did? And those are challenges and those are decisions that I think we make every day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and sometimes it might even be where what we do, what we say, or how we act might go unnoticed, but it's only because of who we are and the character we are that makes us do that, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It does make sense. And I'm going to throw a wrench into this because that's the way that my brain works. I'm going to add another layer of complexity to this because there might be people listening or people watching that will say, yeah, that's all you know, well and good to leave on good terms, to not have an angry word, to make sure that you know, we say I love you to the people you know, before we walk out the door because we might not come back. But I'm in a situation where that's just not possible right now or where I'm in a situation where there's a lot of um, stress going on. There's a lot of arguing going on. There's a lot of addiction going on. There's a lot of, um, you know, we're unemployed and we're just, you know, at each other's throats a word, you know, whatever. And so um, some one of the things that I think I have to keep in mind um, when – because there are times when where I'm just super mad, you know, my husband, and I just don't want to talk to him. He doesn't want to talk to me. He should and turn the, the air conditioning on. He should turn. That's right. He should turn it on higher. That is exactly right. And then everything would be peaceful. Um. So then, you know, we have that thought. Okay, we just left in an argument, and that could be, you know, the last time that we see each other. There's a. There's a. Um, I've talked about it before way, way back in earlier podcasts is that when um, we're developing certain muscles, like when we're developing boundaries, when we're developing the way to say no, when we're learning how to stand up for ourselves, when we're learning how to have a voice, um, our button has to be pushed before we can exercise that muscle. And sometimes the button isn't pushed for a week. Right? Right. <laughs> sometimes we, you know, it goes a couple of months before that button is pushed. And then we're like angry again. And we, and this stuff comes out and we think, gosh, I thought I had that taken care of. And now here it comes again. Well, it's, it wasn't taken care of. It's just that that button hasn't been pushed and you haven't had the opportunity. So it takes a while. Sometimes you have to keep having that button pushed so that you can practice saying no over and over and get really good at it. Practice setting that boundary and get really, really good at it. And we have to keep doing that um, multiple times in order to exercise the muscle to have a voice, to stand up for ourselves, to say, I don't like this. I don't agree with this. Um, I need to move out. I need to get away from this situation, whatever it is. Right. So in that respect, I guess I'm just trying to, uh, to, um, I just feel, I don't want anyone to feel bad if they're in that situation. So we can look at it in the way that I'm going to take care of myself and maybe we left on an angry terms, but if I'm, if I am on the path to setting those boundaries, standing up for myself, taking control of, um, 
things that I can control so that I'm not a doormat, so that I'm not enabling, um, and I'm having that integrity, then if something happens, we can have that peace that, okay, we were on the way to health and we were doing what we could in the moment, even though we left on an angry term. Um, but I was, we were on the path to healing. Yeah. Well, we've, we've discussed many times and I think the, one of the underlining themes of the show is that one size does not fit all mm-hmm. when it comes to things and, and things we talk about. You know, you talk about things from your experience mm-hmm. and from where you come from that sometimes isn't going to affect me or I can't relate to. We've talked about that before. You know, some of the things you go through, I'm like, how can you even think that? I can't relate to it at all. <laughs> uh, and then there's times where, like, you'd be like, well, I don't relate versa, to that yeah. either. <laughs> and so we come from different perspectives, and so not one size fits all. So, yeah, so when we're dealing with uh, something, a relationship issue, or we're dealing with family issues, especially family issues, it can't be easy, and a lot of times it's not easy Mm -hmm. because oftentimes the family is the one where we're dealing with the issues the most you know maybe work maybe occasionally a friend but friends tend to be the least problematic because maybe we're not around them a lot or we use them as family you know Uh, they become the surrogate family because most of the time a friend is going to just accept whatever it is that you know, you're going through and be there and be a support. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times it is going to be family. It's going to be people that are really close to you. And I think that's when it's the hardest because there are no answers. There are no easy answers. You know, yeah. people that go through domestic violence, I, you know, it's easy to say walk away and, you know, report them and mm-hmm. that's the end of it. But yeah. that's not the easy case because I haven't walked in their shoes. I don't know what it's like. Um, if it's a, a, a spousal with a kid, you know, obviously we think, oh, wait, they need to go and they need to be taken out of that, um, you know, if there's child abuse, we, they need to be taken out of that home. Mm-hmm. Well, depending on the severity of it, maybe it's yes, but maybe it's no. But then what happens to the kid? Because all the kid knows is that parent. Yeah. You know? And so there's no one size fits all. And so, so we do have to have practicality. So when we're talking about, you know, from at least my perspective, when we're talking about it, it's like you have to have practicality. And it might not be easy to walk away. And, and the other thing, too, if I could just say real quick, I like the baseball analogy so much because baseball is a game that is based on failure. Mm-hmm. You know, you are a superstar. You are a Hall of Famer. If you failed, you know, 70% of the time, mm-hmm. you know, you've succeeded maybe 30, 35% of the time and you're a Hall of Famer. You're like one of the best ever, but you failed way more than you've ever succeeded. Right. So that's a perfect, um, perfect analogy. So let's say that on, on the 30% side, let's say that, that somebody passes, you know, in that relationship during that 30% success time, as opposed to someone passing during the 70% failure time. Right. So if you, I'm assuming a strikeout, right. Is a, is a, so maybe somebody left and it was, it was a strikeout day, like overall they're hall of famers, but the tragedy happened during the strikeout. Right. And then you have all this, like regret, like, why did I say that? Why didn't I, you know, hug them or kiss them or whatever? Why was I standoffish? Why was I pouting, you know? Or if it happens during the 30% success, you know, the home run, then it's like, oh, we died on good terms. Is either one of those true or is the whole picture true? Like the Hall of Famer, like, no, we're Hall of Famers. The tragedy happened during the day of the strikeout, but that doesn't mean that, the relationship was a, or that the goodbye was a, a bust because we were hall of famers. It probably depends on the individual perspective. You know, I would think that if my relationship with somebody is really good, but yet we ended on bad terms, then that just happened to be a bad term day, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's a bad relationship 
and it ends on bad terms, then we're just a bad relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you think back on, I remember the, um, the line from a movie, I think it was, maybe it was Cocktails, when, I think it was Tom Cruise's character, you know, he's, he's hooked up with this older lady who's, I guess, a sugar mama, and because he wants to get the money to open the bar. Have you seen the movie? Is it Cocktails? Yeah. Okay, I think it's Cocktails. And they break up eventually because Tom Cruise's character realizes that she's just taking advantage of him. And he says something that he wants it to end. And she's like, well, I didn't want to end on bad terms. And he's like, well, everything ends on bad terms. That's why it ends. <laughs> if it's good, it keeps going, right? Right. And so that's, you know, so again, you're going to have individual moments where things end. But you're going to also have relationships and things that end. Mm-hmm. So I think there's kind of two perspectives to it. Mm-hmm. And so, but if you keep in mind, and I think each person, you know, has to kind of deal with that for themselves. If you know the relationship and you know it's going to and it's a Hall of Fame relationship, and you guys are good together, but it happens to end on a strikeout day, I think that's just a part of life. And for me personally, it's a part of life, and I think I can handle that. But it's because you remember all the good stuff. But it's the times that you were like constantly maybe on a downturn, Mm -hmm. and you start to realize that, okay, maybe the the 70% was 100% during this time, Mm -hmm. you know, if that makes sense. Like, you know, this is just a bad stretch, and it's not getting any better. Then maybe things like that might make it a little bit harder. Um, it's not easy. You know, loss is not easy, but it could be anything. It could be your influences. I mean, there's many times where I thought about coming across somebody that I met, maybe in the store or something. I mean, I've talked about stories where I held the door open for somebody and then she like yelled at me because I, you know, held the door open for her and she could be get her own damn door. Um, you know, and so there's times where, you know, I've reacted to people and I'm like, wow, I shouldn't have done that. I'm not talking about that case, but I'm talking about other cases, you know, just in interactions where well, I probably shouldn't have handled it that way or maybe I shouldn't have done this. Um, but you can't go back because I never see them again. Right. right. And so that's forever going to be how they know me. Um, you know, when you're dealing with coworkers and people that you may be taught or people that you've been a part of, mm-hmm. you know, you go back and you think, you know, there's times where I thought that a relationship was going good as far as maybe, uh, uh, with a student or something. And then you realize, well, it was one sided. It was their side, mm-hmm. you know, taking advantage of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so then it's like, oh, wow. Then you feel, on that end of it, you know, now you have to deal with those emotions of, wow, I can't believe that person did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's other times where you really str- tried and tried and tried and you failed. Well, you didn't fail, but the, the process failed. The relationship failed. The situation failed. But you really gave it your all. And now they're bad-mouthing you because of the failed situation. But you gave it your all anyways and you tried. Right. You know, So, the, again, there's so many scenarios and it's hard to put it into one. And I think for me it comes down to this. It comes down to the fact that we just have to do the best that we can, or I have to do the best that I can every day, realizing that it could be my last day, not focusing on it, but realizing it could be, mm-hmm. and maybe having that as a part of the influence on things that I might do. Mm-hmm. Sure, it might not be feasible to go to the beach every day, even though I want to. <laughs> I was going to say, you want to. I want to. Um, so I can't live that, oh, I'm going to be, it's going to be my last day, so I'm going to go to the beach every day, and then shirk right, yeah. responsibility. <laughs> but if someone says, hey, do you want to go to the beach, and I'm sitting at home doing nothing, Okay. Like, here's an example. I got, I got a, a real life example. I've got a guy, a former student, who keeps hitting me up and he wants to get together. And I keep pushing him off because one, uh, my schedule is kind of busy, but two, there's no place to go. Okay. You know, there's, there's no place to go. And I do have boundaries, so no one's ever allowed over. You know, so he's like, can I come over? I'm like, no, that's just my boundaries. And, um, and even now after, you know, uh, after teaching, it's like, no, no, no one's coming over. But it's like, 
you always keep saying we'll get together later, get together later. And I'm like, I'm doing, I'm sorry, but where are we going to go? Mm-hmm. You know, where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? We can't go any place, you know, and he wants to have lunch and get together. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's not a normal, you know, uh, situation, uh, relationship because it's not like we just can sit and talk in the park because, um, um, because of, of a disability as he can't speak. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's a little different. Um, and so it's like, but where do we go? Where do we go? It's, I can't talk on the phone. You know, we can't, I guess we could zoom somehow, but you know, there's, there has to be kind of the in-person communication to really make the conversation go. And so it's kind of in a pickle as to, yes, I want to get together with them and see them, but where are we going to go? Cause things keep closing. Right. And, um, and every time we make plans, it closes. And so that's kind of what I'm dealing with. So I would feel bad. So I kind of feel bad that, you know, yes, I'm pushing this guy off. But then in reality, it's like, what are we going to do? And where are we going to go? And how's that going to work? Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know. I'm still processing that. I'm still trying to process how do I get with somebody that I want to hang out with and want to see, but he's nonverbal. And so we sit there and oftentimes when we've communicated, we've needed sometimes paper or a chalkboard or, you know, something to, to communicate mm-hmm. um, because sometimes I don't understand what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And so to go to the park would be, you know, could be okay, I guess, but, you know, does he really want to? No. Um, cause I've kind of mentioned things like that, some alternatives, but you know, he, he wants to have that sit down, mm-hmm. relate restaurant talk, you know, I think cause he's tired of being pinned in too, you know, right. like everybody else. Right. And so I feel bad cause yeah, I keep pushing him off, but it's like eventually it will happen. And, um, and so if something would happen to him, yeah, I'd probably feel really bad cause right now we're going through that 70% failure zone and I'd feel really bad. But then people often remind me too, that I did give him 30, 40%. Mm-hmm. Of, of time when I need, when he really needed it, you know, mm-hmm. and I was there for that. And so again, it's kind of a flip, flip flop type of thing. It's like, what do you mm-hmm. do? And sometimes circumstances just make it so that you can't happen. It mm-hmm. can't happen. And we just have to realize that. And yeah. so my perspective, you know, yes, I want to see him and hang out, but reality is we can't, um, why force the issue? Because it becomes complicated because, you know, he has to take public transportation. So is it really fair, mm-hmm. you know? And so there's all these things that go through my mind. I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. But I think if we're just kind of on a whole, mm-hmm. we take every day and we genuinely think, okay, this is how I want to treat people. This is how I want to be remembered in this instance. This is what I want to do and accomplish in these cases. And it's not going to be easy. But if that's the overall goal, mm-hmm. if your overall goal is to be a winner and you act that way, mm-hmm. You're going to have times of failure, and oftentimes when you fail, you learn more from successes. Mm-hmm. Than you, you, know, you learn more from failures than successes. So that's what makes Hall of Famers Hall of Famers. They learn from their failures. Mm-hmm. They learn from that 70%, mm-hmm. and they become better. So we have to go through those times, I think, in order to get better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, for, my, for me, that's my approach. Okay, that was a time of failure, but what did I learn from it? Mm-hmm. How can I change it, and how can I get better from it? Yeah, I think that's the difference between... Um, like you said, Hall of Famers and just um, regular players or between um, people who are, you know, seem to be uber successful in life and people who just keep struggling and they're just striving day to day. We all have failures. I think that's what we forget is that Hall of Famers, like you said, have 70% failure rate. Every single person has failures. It's what we do with them that makes us great. It's what we learn from them that makes us great. So, and I just had a conversation uh, this morning with somebody who, um, you know, I was trying to put things in perspective, like, okay, you want this, but the behavior that you're exhibiting is not going to get you there. You have to, you have to do the opposite. You have to force yourself to either get the, um, 
classes or get the learning or get the somehow get yourself into um, listening to things or reading things or taking a class or doing whatever that will put those opposite messages in your head so that when you're feeling like, oh, I can't do this, you're going to have the, something to pull from to get the motivation to do it. Because the people that learn from their failures, assess them, think about them, critique them, you know, okay, that didn't work. So now what can I do better the next time? Those are the people that triumph and ultimately succeed and ultimately have a way better life. doesn't necessarily mean they have, you know, the most money, but it means that they're the most fulfilled. They're the most peaceful. They're, they're wiser. Um, people come to them for help. They, they're just like the, the cream, you know, rises to the top. And, and, um, those are the people that, that do that or the, you know, that are able to learn from their failures. I heard a line one time somewhere, oh, we failed again. And the guy was like, no, we just found another way this isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. You're going to spin it. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense because you have to learn how things don't work in order for it to work. In a relationship, you know, you're going to find out, especially when you first get together, you're going to find out what works and what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be a business. I mean, I'm sure you probably pull your hair out oftentimes, when we, especially in the early part of the podcast, figuring out what we were going to do. Because of the way you like to plan things out, have I'm the business plan, have that, and all that. Just- and I'm just like, we're just going. <laughs> we're flying. I have pages and pages and pages of notes. And you're just like, let's just go. Let's just go. Let's just push the record Well, and that's what happened last time. You know, that's what happened last time. You know, if you watch our last podcast, we were at the uh, New Hall Refinery. Uh, and we had this whole thing planned out. And we get there. And the it's, you know, we don't even know if it's going to take place because the thing just shut down again. And we didn't know where we we're going to be. And then, you know, it all worked out okay. And then we had some technical difficulties. So we actually lost a show. And so it's just all this stuff. But those are the type of things, you know, instead of just dwelling on the, the loss of it, which it kind of sucks. It's a really good show. Yeah. But it's like, okay, let's learn from it and grow from it. And what can we do to make it even better, mm-hmm. you know? And it's going to happen, you know, and you can't, and sometimes the loss, you just have to accept the loss for what it is and move on. And yeah, other times and you're going to dwell on it and it's going to take a couple of years. Yeah. And I think what I'm getting is that we have to live each day to the fullest. Sometimes that may mean, okay, we left the house. We um, left on good terms. You know, if something happened, then, you know, I'm very satisfied with the way that we said goodbye. Other times living to the fullest is, you know what, I am I failed, but I'm going to get up again and I'm going to move forward and I'm going to learn from my mistakes. So then if something happens, it's like, you know what, I lived with integrity and I lived with the responsibility of myself that I did the best that I could for that day and I didn't stop and I stood back up and I kept going and maybe we didn't leave on the greatest of terms, but it was better than we left yesterday and I'm headed in a direction that I'm learning from this failure and I'm going to do better tomorrow. Even if tomorrow doesn't come, we're, we're still on that path to making tomorrow better because the chances are there is going to be a tomorrow. I mean, for, for at least a while, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so we have, so if we have that mindset that I'm going to, you know, that I'm going to be better tomorrow and I'm going to live today to the fullest with the best that I have, with the resources that I have, I may not have enough money. I may not have the right kind of job or any kind of a job, or I may, I may not have what I think that I need, but I am going to do the best that I can with what I have. I'm going to love people to the best of my ability. I'm going to be respectful. I'm going to be respectful of myself. I'm going to, learn what I need to learn. And when we live life to the fullest, then even if we leave an, uh, an interaction and it's not so 
good. And even if tomorrow is the day that our number is up, we can still be peaceful about um, the fact that we were doing the best that we could and that we didn't pass up on our, on an opportunity. We didn't pass up on like, Oh, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm just don't feel like doing that right now. No, we did it anyway. Like Chumbawamba said, I get knocked down, but I get up again. <laughs> Never going to keep me down. And that's the approach that I like to take sometimes. Chumbawamba. Who was that? That's the music group. I have to play the song for you. Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba. Yeah, you know, you never heard that song. I get knocked <laughs> no. down. I get up again. Never gonna keep me down. Maybe. I'm gonna yeah, have to, I just I'm haven't play heard Chumbawamba. Yes. Yeah. Chumbawamba is from I think the '90s <laughs> or maybe early 2000s. Um, but that's the thing. So, so that's my approach to it. Is okay. Things might knock me down, but I'm not gonna let it keep me down. Uh, failure is not gonna keep me down. You know, I think we've talked about it. Where failure is, you only fail because you stop trying. Exactly. You know, your success might come the next time, right. the next time, the next time. You might write that 100th book, book now it's a bestseller, mm-hmm. where the other 99 weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't make the other 99 failures. You can go back and listen to some of the old podcasts to really get the whole gist of it. But that doesn't make the other 99 failures. That just got you prepared for that 100th book that became mm-hmm. the huge success. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people spend time in the minor leagues in baseball for years, and then all of a sudden they become a huge success. Mm-hmm. Um, other people go straight to the majors, and they're not ready yet. And so they have to go back to the minors, and then they come back to the majors. And so everybody's life's journey is going to be different. It's Mm -hmm. going to be unique and individual to you Mm -hmm. and what you do with it. You know, many people, I've seen many people come out of addiction. Many people come out of, you know, abusive relationships. Many people come out of all these things, uh, tragedy, and yet they're able to turn their life around and make it something good Mm -hmm. because they don't give up. And only the people that give up and say, I can't do this or I can no longer do this. Um, And it's not as simple as you doing it by yourself, sometimes you need a support group. But oftentimes, if you have the mentality of, I'm going to continue to go, I'm going to continue to go, I'm going to continue to go, um, and I'm going to continue not give up, not give up, then at some point, you're not going to have that defeatist mentality. Right. And when you have a defeatist mentality, then nothing's going to happen. Right. You know, the only thing that can happen with a defeatist mentality is something bad mm-hmm. because you're going to allow it to happen. You know, if you know, if you have terrible relationships all the time, then you think I'm never going to have a relationship. Well, if that defeatist mentality is in you, then yeah, you're never going to have one. And I, yeah, and I think um, remembering the successes that we've had, remembering the places that we've been. That's why we were talking earlier about pictures. You know, you were saying this could be our last time together, so I'm going to take a lot of pictures. Um, sometimes it's helpful to go back and remember either if we keep a list of our of our you know, successes that so that we can go back and think, okay, yeah, I have accomplished some things. Or we look at those pictures and say, yeah, there were some happy times. You know, it's really good to remember the the good times, and to, so that when we start having this defeatist mentality, that we can we can go back and look like, okay, it hasn't always been like this. There there have been many times when we've had successes. There have been many times when we've had really good times together and really good memories and. And really good experiences. Sometimes we just get so stuck in the moment, and it just seems like it's never going to end. And we, and then it, we globalize it, and we paint it as like that's the whole picture of the entire story. And it's not. It's the season. It seems like the season's going on forever, but it's only the season. And so to to remember those and to document um, those those times is very helpful to pull us out of that defeatist mentality when it comes. Yeah, I think that's the hardest thing too for people to to have that balance of because because we're kind of talking 
in circles and a little bit when we talk about living the now because we don't know if tomorrow's going to happen, but yeah, we don't want to live in the now because it's so bad, but we want to look to the future. So there's that balance, right? Cause we're talking kind of in circles. People are like, what the hell are they talking about? Right. But, but it's, it's this, it's, it's, we cannot let the negative of now or even the success. You know, I remember when uh, working with radio, the ratings would come out every few months and sometimes you'd be on top and other times you'd be on the bottom. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you just rode the wave because, okay, you're down this time. What can we do to make it better? Or maybe it wasn't anything that we could do because the people listening were a different demographic, you know? Um, one time I remember we had high ratings. We were the number one sports talk show in LA. And then all of a sudden, cause we had, it was a, a noon to four show and we had a lot of people listening online because they're in their cubicles working. Mm. Well, now they decided Arbitron at the time decided that they weren't going to include computer listening in their ratings. You know, people that listen online and only on a radio for some mm. reason. Well, that killed our ratings. Right. Nothing <laughs> we can do about it because what can we do? Yeah. And I remember one of the suggestions was, okay, make, try to come up with some sort of gimmick to make people run out of their office to their car and listen oh for five goodness. minutes. And I was like, yeah. come on. So it was nothing we could do. Yeah. Because we're a 12 to 4 show and our show is on. So maybe at 12 to 1, people might go to their car and listen while they're at lunch or something, whatever. Um, but there's nothing we can do. So sometimes the circumstances aren't, but if we continue, but I remember when those, when the ratings hit, we still, look back at that and think, you know what, we still gave it our all and we mm -hmm. lived to the fullest. The circumstances just didn't allow for us to be successful yeah. in that case. Then they decided, well, that's a stupid thing. So then they changed it and, hey, we went back up again. Yay. So you don't get too low with the lows. You don't get too high with the highs. You celebrate the highs. You you know reflect on the lows, but you just keep going forward right. because life can be a marathon mm -hmm. and we want to make sure that we're on pace to make every day the best day possible and not worry about some of those little uh stumbles and trip ups and things that, that come our way, but learn from them, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's kind of sad because I, I think in this day and age right now what, that we're in, I see a lot of people focusing on the negative mm -hmm. in the now, but they're also letting that dictate their lives to mm -hmm. be negative, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, and it's coming across as just, you know, you know, it's bad, you know, yeah. it's, it's like, you know, if there was a, if there was an aroma I think in society today, it would be like rotten egg or something. It I don't, really I don't would. know if you've ever had uh, bean boozles. Yeah. You know, those, those, uh, you know, jelly beans that like have the Awful. crappy taste. Yeah. You know, I think it would be like, you know, rotten egg or one of those most horrific tasting things that you would have because yeah. that's just the way we are today. And we need to kind of change that. We need to get mm -hmm. some of those better aroma jelly bellies going and, and make it better because I think that's going to bring everybody else up too. You know? The better aroma jelly yes. bellies will better save aroma. the world. Don't sit, don't go for the bean boozle with the, <laughs> the dirty, dirty diaper and the rotten egg oh, and, yeah, the, those uh, are awful. and the, the, so the barf bad. and the, the dog vomit. And, and we buy them anyway, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't know why. I used to that. play games with that with my students where we'd play the game and they would like have to just, I'd mix them all up. Good and bad ones. Yeah. And then they'd have to pick one. And so I'd torture them that way. It was kind of funny. <laughs> and then we'd put it on video and it'd go viral. <laughs> uh, but no, but that's what we need to do. We need to change the aroma. We need to change the way. Because sometimes, and I think I mentioned this before, I was talking to a guy one time and he said that you can either be a builder or you can be a tearer down, you know, just, you know, destroy. And sometimes we need to tear down to rebuild because we're going to remodel. Mm -hmm. But that tearing down is going to be something that leads to something better, mm -hmm. beautiful, whatever. Mm -hmm. If we just tear down and demolish just to tear down and demolish, then all we have is a pile of rubble. Mm -hmm. But we need to build that back up. So are you going to be a builder or are you going to be someone that's just a demolition guy? Mm -hmm. And I think it starts with our ourselves. We have said that a million times. 
and it bears repeating that if if we if I am living like there's so many things that are out of control right now. There's so many things that I don't have control over and yet we still have to live in this space. So if we take control of the things in our own life that we can control and do it to the best of our ability and to be the best person that we can be, that goes a long way to help our our mental health and our um, the situation you know that we're in right now. If we are living with integrity, because it's so easy to say the politics, the economy, the virus, the racism, the job um, market, the this, the that, you know, my husband, my wife, my neighbor. It's so easy to look and, and be like, oh, my gosh, everything is just, you know, it's just terrible right now, right? And so then we kind of give up and we're, we have that defeatist mentality and we're not doing what we could be doing to make our personal space you know, better. But like you said, if we get up, if we live with integrity within ourselves and really take a a look at ourselves, like, am I doing everything that I can to make my day and my life the best that it can be and my relationships the best that it could be, then we're going to have a little bit more peace and feel like we have a little bit more control. And then if something does happen, then we're going to say, I gave it my best shot and I did the best that I could. There's always a bear market. There's always a bull market. <laughs> the opportunistic people are successful in both. Yes. And so that's what we need to do is become opportunistic and see what areas we can become successful depending on yes. the tide. And um, and so that's what I'm focusing on. So, But, again, it all comes back to that I just need to make sure that I focus on me and do mm-hmm. what I can mm-hmm. to make whatever situation I'm in better, mm-hmm. whatever environment I'm in better. Mm-hmm. And if I can do that, then maybe that will spread. Yeah and catch on and then maybe we don't smell like rotten egg anymore <laughs> exactly what we, he said we need to spread love it's healthier that's right you like my t-shirt tell me about your shirt so this shirt is part of our swag shop it is available online and it says spread love it's healthier and if you're listening on a podcast it's a black t-shirt with red and white letters very cool i get a lot of compliments every time i wear it we have an Instagram page where you can find that. We are at Two Steps Ahead Podcast. So if you go to our Instagram page, click on the link in the bio, and then there's seven or eight choices um, that you can click on from there. One of them is the swag shop. A couple of them are podcast channels, um, Spotify and yeah, you got Spotify, SoundCloud. SoundCloud, you got Pandora. There's uh, YouTube for people that want to go back and watch this on YouTube. So basically, if you just go to at Two Steps Ahead Podcast on Instagram, there's a link in the bio. It's a link tree but link. Click on it. Some options will come up, and everything you need is right there in the options. And so it's one-stop shopping, mm-hmm. including the uh, swag shop. Yes. And so uh, we invite you to go to uh, Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Also, um, you know, if you go straight to YouTube, you can search us. Or Google. You know, you can just bring up Google and search Two Steps Ahead Podcast, TWO, and we come up. So um, we're pretty easy to find. Alexa can say, hey, Alexa. And I also want to take uh, this time to say thank you to the cities of Long Beach, Pasadena, and Santa Clarita. We are on public broadcasting channels in all three of those cities. Um, we are very proud to be a part of their lineup. We are on Spectrum um, Padnet TV, AT&T, UVerse, Frontier TV. Um, So look at your public access channel if you are in Pasadena, Long Beach, or Santa Clarita. We are on multiple times during the week. 
Yeah, basically the first release is on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. in Pasadena on Spectrum 32, AT&T, and 99. In Long Beach, uh, Saturdays at 3 is the, the main one, and that is on Spectrum 32 and on uh, Frontier 41 and also other times during the week. And then in Santa Clarita, we are on Saturdays at 3 and Tuesdays at 9. I think Saturdays at no, 1. Saturdays at 1 and Tuesdays at and 9. And Tuesdays at 9. And, uh, again, we're on Spectrum, and we're on AT&T U-verse there, too. Mm-hmm. AT&T U-verse is always 99. Spectrum, I think it's Channel 20 in Santa Clarita Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so we're there. Tell a friend. Let people know. Um, also, my Instagram is at EdemRocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S. You can check me out there. You can also DM me if you want, if you need uh a voice on the other end, or if you need someone to vent and listen to uh, issues, or just want to say hi, <laughs> or you want to tell me how cool I am, that's two. And or you could uh, say Tara is the favorite co-host. Or you could do that. Or you could say push your buttons more, <laughs> antagonize her more. Yes. And then your uh, Instagram is? I am at Tara Hokeshiro, T-A-R-A-H-O-K-E-S-C-H-I-R-O. I also have a link in my bio to my website. You can also find the swag shop from there, the YouTube videos, um, my blog, et cetera, et cetera. And her website is terashiro.com. And you can go directly there. Hey, uh, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. We appreciate it. We appreciate everybody who does listen. Uh, feedback is always good, so go ahead and hit us up. Um, and again, everything you need to know is on Instagram, at Two Steps Ahead Podcast, or you can uh, find us on uh, different things like Spotify, Pandora, if you don't have Instagram, YouTube, places like that. Um, so with that, we say thank you. Be kind. Don't be an a-hole. Let yourself be great. Take your passion. Make it happen. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.